0: In Esther, in Esther, in to in to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet, Man. Welcome to Tenet Man. Uh, I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film, conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team, moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team, moving backwards through the film. Kevin, how are you?
1: I am still dizzied and confused and...
0: (laughs) You're looking inverted. You're looking it, more and more inverted these days.
1: Yeah, it's it, I have you have to live your life backwards uh, yeah. kind of to <laughs> understand what's going on. I think the harder part is always reading the script backwards. I should really just read the script forwards <laughs> once. <laughs>
0: I think uh, all this inversion, though, it's making you look younger, actually. Oh, yeah. Is it? That an- was the... Answer- answering the age old question, I think you you age in reverse when you go backwards.
1: That is my key conceit to this film is I want to know if you age in reverse going backwards.
0: <laughs> I think you do. And I think you can live forever.
1: That would be amazing, actually. <laughs> would, it, would it be amazing? <laughs> Just for the, the prospects of future Films in this, <laughs> in this cinematic, <laughs> the tenant cinematic universe.
0: That's true. Yeah. Um. Well. Cool. Uh, I am on. Uh. Minute. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Where are my notes? Okay. I. You're at, I you're at, at 1321. thirteen twenty one. Yeah. Minute thirteen twenty one seconds to fourteen twenty one seconds. Uh. Just from last week, we were uh, getting to that office building that I thought initially was like a a university but now it might be an office more on that to come in this minute (laughs) uh shall we jump in
1: yes let's go ahead
0: all right so the 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 line of dialogue that we left off last week was no small talk which uh i don't love that line um and then uh starting at 1321 she says we don't know her name is her name in the script barbara no way okay she doesn't uh, look like a Barb to me. Um, no,
1: seems like an old school name. Yeah, right. Like that's yeah. like a grandma name
0: nowadays. Yeah. Um, okay, so well, Barb says uh, no small talk, <laughs> nothing that might reveal who we are or what we do. Uh, which is another point at knowledge divided. I love it. Uh, yeah. We've gotten so many hints towards knowledge divided in the first thirteen minutes of this film. It's exciting. Which, uh,
1: which is also probably what made people not relate to the character one of the big one of the big problems or hurdles that critics had was that you can't relate to people which is also like the <laughs> the point of the, like the point of the mechanism mm. of time travel that they're using
0: right that's true that's true i want to know more about her though right i mean i think we all do and we don't learn anything about her
1: no, but it's, it's ripe for all the conspiracy theories or uh, fan theories. I should say no the conspiracy theories, <laughs> Right. but the fan theories are kind of open with her. Um, I think I mentioned one last time, but we can retouch on that. If there's any clues in this minute.
0: Okay. Uh, so she says that, and then uh, the protagonist responds with, I thought I was here to find out what we do. Uh, and then there's a shot here of like the back, the backdrop <laughs> and This is why I thought it was like a university. He's in what looks like a classroom, right? There's like a, there's stadium, there's like stadium seating behind him, though there's not a lot of chairs back there.
1: Um, I was more focused when she's at her little desk. There's a rotary phone behind her. mm. Not even like an old school landline, a straight up rotary phone.
0: Well, I mean, where, where are we in the world?
1: (laughs) That's Europe, it says. Yeah. Um, so you imagine, I mean, it's off the coast. We in a Scandinavian country. If we're not on a Scandinavian country, we'd probably be in um, Western Europe.
0: You think so? I don't I know. Don't know.
1: It's, it does have Scandinavian feels. Wind farms seem very Scandinavian to me.
0: What like? What is her accent even? I don't even know. Oh,
1: Jesus, you're right. Seems British-esque. No, I don't think so. No one's big, like me, no one grew up a little bit in the UK, so he's got an ear for accents. And he had um, uh, Robert Batmanson um, pick a, a very specific um, English accent. I believe it's a Sheffield accent. That's... So he's, this is a good question, and I think we'll see her in the next minute. So I'm going to look up and see what the experts say on what accent she's doing.
0: Okay. Um, well, anyway, that's why I thought it was a, that's why this was like a university and I thought she was a professor because of like the, I think just because of the room that they're in, like it looks like a classroom. But if it is a classroom, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much emptied. So uh,
1: it's, also an, it's also a nice setting to make it look like a classroom because you're teaching the audience something right exactly
0: (laughs) i felt i yeah i felt i still feel like i have much to learn (laughs) i will fail the test anyway uh she responds to that uh, i thought i was here to find out what we do she responds with you're not here for the what quote unquote you're here for quote unquote how um the what is your department and not my business um (sighs) This is all just really, really great. Spoken
1: interview. like a great bureaucrat. In a okay. vacuum, in not a vacuum, de-
0: <laughs> there is nothing being said here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, that's not my department. That's your department. I, I just do this part.
0: <laughs> uh, and then the protagonist responds with, uh, "Well, to do what I do," which, by the way, is from the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Because every time I hear that line, I'm like, "Oh, that's from the trailer." That that line has stuck with me. I want to drop that at work somehow, but I haven't figured out a way uh, to do what I do. <laughs> I I need some idea of the threat we face. Um, and she responds, as I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III.
1: Okay. Yeah. And and he responds. Great setup for. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, so yeah. that's
0: that's I mean that's eyebrow raising. Like, oh, yeah. okay. I better pay attention to the professor, uh, to Barb um and he responds, nuclear holocaust you know questioning Mm -hmm. and she says no something worse i was like oh my god what is happening what is worse um and then we we shift to uh we shift the scene a little bit lights come on like a garage door opens up uh she takes out a gun and we're at (laughs) a, a firing range and there's uh there's like a concrete structure at the end of the firing range um and being the good professor that she is, she puts on some ear protection. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, safety first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Even uh, even in the face of World War Three unknowns, uh, protect those eardrums, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, "Aim it and pull the trigger." Uh, and being the good agent that he is, he opens it up. He sees that it's empty. He says, "It's empty," and she says, "Aim it." Uh, okay. On, lots follow. to talk about coming up. Follow, I know, th- I know you're almost done. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm I'm going through lots of stuff, but yeah. Okay.
1: Like just, okay. The mechanics of this is important because one of the biggest, other biggest critiques, b- besides one of my biggest pet peeves about the film. And I don't know if this would really spoil the script writing process or maybe it would spoil the visuals. Definitely is the fact that inert or just <laughs> What am I trying to say? Um, objects without agency can be inverted that, that like, you know, just like a bullet can be inverted. A rock can be inverted. It, it, things that don't move independently of themselves can be inverted. Right. And that is <laughs> just very odd. Um, how that works. And I know that makes for great visuals. Um, it's it. That's a. It, this is a big hurdle to get in your brain. Um, well, but it because for cool visuals, it it undoes fate, right? Yeah. Let me,
0: let me. I'll explain. Let me get to the end of this. And okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, also have... one more thing. So she puts on earphones, right? The bullet's inverted, which means the explosion is going to be inverted. Would not they be already deaf before the bullet goes off, with the knowledge no. that the bullet is going to go off?
0: No. 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 I mean the eardrum. The eardrum is going to be impacted by the noise. The noise hasn't happened yet. But Even the if noise happen, the but if noise happened sh-
1: but if you get shot with a bullet, you are wounded, and then it gets healed as the inverted round comes out. Like mm. when the protagonist just randomly starts bleeding before he gets into a fight, and that's how he knows he's going to get into a fight later on. So injury, the cause comes after with inverted technology. The the future infliction you're going to feel from it starts happening as you get closer that, to the event happening.
0: That might only happen if you're inverted.
1: uh N- oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this again, but I'll. <laughs> they. I, okay. We'll touch you're, on this. You're
0: right. You're right. Yeah. But I think that might only happen if you are inverted because the effect and cause is on you or the, the effect is on you. The cause is the cause.
1: I just think it would. OK, I would just love to rewrite this scene and have them as soon as they walk into the chamber, all of a sudden start going, what? I can't hear you. <laughs> and then you know, the audience <laughs> is going, I can't hear anything this whole movie. <laughs> um. OK. OK. <laughs> That's I've what, covered right. all the critiques of this movie, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's so, proceed.
0: <laughs> we'll proceed. He he looks in the gun. There's no there's no round in the chamber. He uh, she says to aim it. He starts to aim it, and then uh we hear the casing bounce. This is all in reverse. Mm-hmm. We see the shell hop into the chamber and the gun. It basically sounds like a gun firing, but it, it it's obviously happening in reverse because the bullet re enters through the through the chamber uh then he, he uh she says check the magazine he opens it up there's a round in the clip yeah. amazing <laughs> uh so cool he says how he's like honestly puzzled uh which is cool and then uh this is it this is the end of my minute we get to we go back to the classroom uh, not in the classroom that's not a classroom uh and on the table there's a round standing up the clip is laying sideways and uh to find out what happens next, tune in next week. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So that's an interesting minute. Yeah. interesting. We're learning. We're learning. We're learning a lot about what we don't know. And we don't know what we don't know.
1: Yeah. And the fact that we're the protagonist can't know certain things.
0: Right, And she knows I want to know what she knows. I want to know more about her. How did she become part of this? How did the big concrete structure get through an inversion machine because it's really big and heavy? Did someone throw that giant piece of rock slab into a turnstile?
1: No, that is not inverted. The bullets inside of it are.
0: okay. Uh, so you're you're saying the rock is not inverted. Just the bullets are. Yes. are you sure?
1: No, yeah, wait, unless they, but they'd have to have access to a turnstile to create all that because it just, okay, they, in order for that to happen, like if they just found that stuff, they'd have to find the place where the bullet enters and subtract that. So they'd have to find the wall, then they'd have to find the casing. And does it have to they, be the
0: same gun that shot it? The, the I, gun needs to be inverted too.
1: Yeah, all that seems you can't But catch that gun, a gun doesn't seem inverted. That gun seems like he It has to he, be. He picks it up. Doesn't matter. You can pick up a you can pick up an inverted object. Don't you have to drop it? But then he struggles in the next minute you're going to see him struggle to pick up the bullet because he has to have dropped it to pick it up.
0: I don't know. You, I can't imagine you can catch a bullet with a non-inverted gun. That doesn't make sense That doesn't
1: me. make sense. So just, um, yeah, I mean. Wait, do you think the concept
0: I, of inversion doesn't work
1: in reality? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just get down rabbit holes in this where you just keep going, wait, is that thing inverted or which piece of this is that? It just keeps, um, it's a snake eating its own tail. You're What's right
0: the, about the 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 uh, the associative property of inverted objects without inverted people really, without agency without yeah right? it really it really makes things hard to
1: parse out because yeah. the only thing in my mind that would make sense is if they inverted those objects and then had them sitting there knowing that he was going to pull the trigger. Well,
0: so, and here's, okay, actually, this is a great point. So, like, back to the, the fate part, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I think part of the reason, part of the struggle is, well, like, if I'm going to go catch that bullet, that means I had fired that bullet at some point, right? But, but like, I don't think I don't think it works that way, right? I don't uh, think, like, the bullet and the gun doesn't have a pre-written fate, right? They're just inverted, and anything can happen there. to them. Yeah, anything can happen.
1: It's okay, it's so it's like I was explaining about the bullet that the inverse bullet that Neil shoots in the opera house where the the bullet just manifests there at some point because from Neil's perspective, if you're inverted, you're going, you're shooting and the bullet is traveling and gets lodged there. But from our perspective, the bullet just kind of manifests there and then gets sucked backwards. But it's from our perspective. So if I put myself in the perspective of that gun, that gun had a bullet in it, one bullet. It went through an inversion turnstile. It came out the other side. um, And then that gun was there. Now, when the protagonist picks it up, that's when it's empty. Because the protagonist has already made the decision he is going to pull that trigger. That's when the gun is magically empty. The bullet manifests itself where it's going to be shot. And the shell manifests itself where it's going to be just like all the gases and all the um, black powder it manifests itself into gas and forms into a solid in reverse inside the casing. And the bullet gets sucked back through the gun. There's an element of. Oh, fuck. Am I... I'm done. I don't think I
0: don't (laughs) think that's I think we talked about it when we covered that scene. I don't think it makes sense.
1: (laughs) I mean, it doesn't. But I mean, just playing along with the rules of of later, later on, I think I get to it first where um, Neil describes the prevailing winds. So if you take that gun, you put it through a turnstile, it's now inverted and you it's sitting there. It's now going backwards in time. Eventually, the prevailing winds of everything moving forward in time will make that gun disappear it will just not be there anymore because it doesn't exist in the past it, it doesn't travel all the way back to the dinosaur age it can't it, it will eventually get eaten up by the current that's moving forward in time like that like radioactive decay in reverse mm-hmm. maybe not in reverse like actual radioactive decay like half it has a half-life mm-hmm. where it constantly decays and eventually it just won't be there That's what I have to say.
0: Brilliant thought. Uh, blue team, you are up.
1: Oh, fuck. Where am I? I'm so lost right now. <laughs> I, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Here I am. We are still locked in this. This is some of the greatest writing in the, in the movie is this conversation between Seder and the protagonist. And I have a lot more respect for it now that I've been dissecting it in this manner. Um, okay. So. Uh, the protagonist is locked behind that locked door, watching Volkov screw around with the machinery. Um, he's talking to Sater. I'm just setting up the scene. This is not uh, the first part. Um, uh, 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 Dead Neil is on the other side of the the door. Ives is freaking crying like a baby or something. Sater's <laughs> on the phone, <laughs> talking to the protagonist while Kat Nervously, is watching the conversation. The clock. She's watching the two boats approaching. One is Mahir, who's there to pick her up, and one is her past self with her past son. Um, and we pick up Sader. Um, it kind of it's a sentence or two into this, but I'm just going to back up for continuity sake or just context sake. Seder says over the phone, "It wasn't a mistake. I made the bargain I could." What was yours? You fight for a car's you barely understand with people you trust so little. You've told them, you've told them nothing. There's a part in the script that's cut out in the dialogue. When I die, the world dies with me and your knowledge dies with you buried in the tomb, like an anonymous Egyptian builder sealed in the pyramid to keep his secrets. That's a beautiful analogy right there.
0: It's big. It's big. Yeah. Uh, he's been thinking about that. You don't just oh, yeah. come up he's with been, that on the
1: spot. He's been dying to tell somebody <laughs> this master plan. This is really the villain telling somebody his master plan. Yeah, but it's yeah. written. It's done well. It's done in context, <laughs> and there's a lot. There's a great edit coming up. Okay, so the script is actually different, but he ends that after saying the Egyptian builder, like the Egyptian builder who was sealed in the pyramid to keep his secrets. He then goes. Your faith is blind. You're a fanatic. Cut to Neil.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I best it in the movie, I think. Um, we cut to Neil. Um, and we're fr- he is inverted currently. Uh, and the camera is inverted with him. So we are watching him walk forward. But we're, we're witnessing the world from an inverted perspective, from Neil's point of view. Um. And he's seeing people. This is the crazy thing, actually, I wanted to bring up. So he's seeing the turnstile in action. Um, uh, S- uh, Seder's men are uh, inverting themselves. But from the inverted perspective, what he sees is somebody walking backwards into one side of the turnstile and somebody walking forwards into the other and disappearing. Yes. Which I had to watch a couple times to fully wrap my head around. I'm like, wait, where are they going? And then I had to think of it from the other perspective as well. If you are not inverted from a turnstile, you you see two people jump out of a That's <laughs> jump it. out this of the turnstile, is... and from mm-hmm. the inverted perspective, two people walk into a turnstile and disappear.
0: <laughs> we see these mechanics later in the movie, or earlier in the movie, I should say, mm-hmm. where yeah. at the uh, at the Freeport, right? Because, yes, exactly. Um, when Neil and the protagonist first encounter the protagonist. Uh, and the first time we see the turnstile, the protagonist jumps out of both sides, right? Yeah. Um, and then later, when they go back to the Freeport, um, it's the same thing. They both go in at the same time and no one comes out. Actually, it happens a lot. It, ha- it also happens <laughs> after the chase scene with Seder mm-hmm. because, yeah, they enter on, on both sides of the glass. It's a really, the mechanics of that part are really interesting. I also had to think about that really, really hard, but it does make that. That I think does make sense.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I get it, uh, but it just <laughs> like it threw me through a loop this time because I'm like, wait, how come he doesn't get seen? And I realize, oh, that's because that guy's already walked out and he's already walked in. It, it just threw me through a loop. But then, okay, so I just love the fact that Seder's last line is, Your faith is blind, you're a fanatic. It, in the script, he says that after the scene. I, I uh. like the edit of moving it to before, and then you cut right to Neil, who is ac- actually acting on blind faith. Um, after seeing all the men go in, he looks over and he sees himself walking backwards to the turnstile, knowing he's already made the decision. Um, and then there's a great, there's a great bit of visual communication where he puts his hands on the handrail of the stairs going down and you see the dirt that was on the handrail come back up unfall and come back up just to like remind you, Oh, he's still inverted at this moment. Um, and it's interesting that the camera changes perspective with him in my, the minute I've already covered last minute. So when he comes out of the turnstile, we're now in the forward motion with him. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think the music is also changing. I think it's his theme. It's so hard to tell the themes because they run them backwards. Yeah. So I, I was trying to listen to Neil's theme. I think it's called meeting Neil in, in the soundtrack. Mm. Um, and it's, and sometimes it's also like hyped up too especially in these dramatic parts. So I, I believe when in this minute here, we're listening to it in reverse and then it switches when he actually um, is inverted, um, which happens right after this next part of the conversation. Um, uh, so the protagonist trying, just trying to keep Sater talking on the line while he's watching, um, he watches Volkov open up the well And throws his machine gun into it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just trying to keep him talking. He goes, what's more fanatical than trying to destroy the world? And Seder says, I'm not. I'm creating a new one. Somewhere, sometime, a man in a crystalline tower throws a switch. And Armageddon is both triggered and avoided a part in the script that's cut out here and he finishes by saying now time itself switches direction and that's that's what goes into um, my next minute that I've already covered and you'll remember in my next minute yeah that's when we see Neil come back out of the I, 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 I like the the editing here is really good between what he's saying and what we're seeing Neil doing um, Especially with that, I know it's a weird, a weird allegory, or uh, but the Jesus Neil theory.
0: <laughs> I'm all in on that now. After last week, he uh, is a martyr. I mean, he's he's Jesus. Neil is Jesus. I he think
1: <laughs> resurrects himself in this. There's allusions to the fact that Seder's his father. Um, a, a cat is kind of innocent in all this to a point. She's the, um, she's Mary. Yeah, she's Mary. He has an adoptive father who is the protagonist. Um, it all kind of lines up, right?
0: Maybe. I mean, it's an allegory,
1: but <laughs> it, it might be like our perspective reading into it, our our Western uh, Christian um, uh, feeding into and just seeing what it wants to see. There's other stories of resurrection throughout mythology.
0: Um, so you, you you have a you have a. A line in here that you've been alluding to actually for a couple weeks now, and and mm-hmm. uh, and now Seder yes. finally says it. The there's a guy in a tower that's going to flip a switch that both creates and
1: undoes Armageddon. So it's out of his hands. It's not Seder flipping the switch. He's just giving him the power. He's planting the seed. Yeah.
0: And then someone else is going to profit from its harvest. Like I, whatever. Uh, that was <laughs> that was a bad analogy.
1: <laughs> bad analogy. But I, like God is giving humanity the ability to destroy itself. That's I no, mean, that's the analogy. That's God fair. isn't responsible. He's t- he's t- he's washing his hands of this whole affair. What a great manager. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm going to give you the autonomy <laughs> to
0: do what you need to do. I actually I, I can appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. You are empowered to make the decisions, but you are going to be accountable to those decisions.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and not me. <laughs> no, no, my
0: job is done here. <laughs> That's your department.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of symmetry here between your minute and my minute. <laughs> um, yeah, because like Barbara is just giving the protagonist the tools w- with the faith that he's going to do the right thing.
0: I maybe um, yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I guess back to the, like the because yeah, yeah. we we talked about like the dead man switch, right? Um, but now it's like the dead man switch is was, uh, a was, no, that yeah. doesn't exist. Like it's pointless. That doesn't, there there, is no dead man. There switch is no actually. like, yeah. Is that, are, is that confirmed? Are we, are we good
1: with that? I think I have to confirm that. Yeah. With this, this minute here that he is, and, and then later on, he says, "No, we'll keep living. It will eventually be erased from time and existence. But yeah, we're gonna still kind of, ex- you, you know, whatever happens has already kind of happened, but also not happened. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> right. But he's so not it was, taking yeah. the active. He's not actively
0: destroying the world in that moment. So maybe it was just like a misdirection, so that Seder would die on his own terms, not by someone else's. Yeah, and I think there
1: are. I, I think there are other misdirections." in this too, this film.
0: Okay. Things That's fine. I, I can accept that. that. I can mm-hmm. accept that. But the, cause the whole dead man switch thing never really doesn't really make sense to me.
1: Yes. Because like, like I said, she does kill him right. and the thing doesn't go off. It was, it was just if We were just, it was just supposed to be buried in there with Volkov, his, his uh, AK 47. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the, the uh, doomsday device. So Volkoff is was supposed to die in there too. Or, I guess so. Or... I guess he's on a suicide mission.
0: All right. I mean, talk yeah. about fanatic. Like,
1: he's, is yeah. he dying? Is he dying of cancer too? <laughs> well, maybe.
0: Right. Maybe he was also, uh, you know, out there in the, in the, the the radius, the blast radius of picking up uranium in a thin mm-hmm. plastic suit. All
1: right. Yeah. Yeah, trading time for money. That will be in my next minute we'll talk about.
0: Are we all trading time for money?
1: Okay, on that. (laughs) Uh, Uh,
0: Thank you for listening to the Tenetman podcast. Uh, You can tweet us at Tenetman. Uh, If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, and review. If you haven't enjoyed this, please take a moment to review and and let us know. Uh, We can only get better with your... Harshest of criticism.
1: Yes, and give us uh, your fan theories uh, in, in in the review section of whatever app you're listening to us right now.
0: You know, we're getting to a point now where I kind of want to like start inviting people on oh. to give us their opinion on some of our unanswered questions because we ask more questions than we answer. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's there are definitely people out in the world with more <laughs> knowledge of this than we.
0: <laughs> if you have a PhD in physics, we want to talk to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, or theology sure actually yeah that's a good one too mm-hmm. so yes please rate uh, be assured we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week
1: it's uh, it's already happened
0: what's happened's happened yeah and we'll meet you at the beginning
1: I'll, I'll see you at the beginning friend. see you <laughs>